Welcome to our Business in Focus podcast. I'm sure many of us have been enjoying all the action at the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games and as proud sponsors, we're taking a closer look at their impact in terms of inclusion, social mobility and more. Events such as this are a showcase of talent, culture and community and they also bring the opportunity to generate a legacy that is green, inclusive and of true beneficial social and economic impact to the area. This is why the role of businesses in supporting and sponsoring Birmingham 2022 is so important. And we're going to take a closer look at what businesses and communities can do to make this a true catalyst for change. Joining me today is Carl Sizer, PwC's Head of Regions, and Donna Fraser, OBE, and Head of Inclusion and Engagement for Birmingham 2022, and four-time medal-winning Olympian. Donna, you've become a leader in equality, inclusion and diversity with over 10 years of corporate experience within sport, business and leadership. And in 2021, you were awarded your OBE for services to equality, diversity and inclusion in the workplace. So it's so fantastic to have you here with us today. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone as well. Great to be here as well, Raina. Thanks, Carl. So let's get started. There's so much to cover about the wider impact of the Games. But first, let's kick off with some of the Games itself. So something that really stands out for the whole approach for me is that that sense of purpose around inclusion, accessibility and community engagement, all of which really speaks to us here at PwC. So Donna, let's kick things off with a little bit of an inside look into how you've been driving through that focus through activity to date. Absolutely. Thanks, Rowena. So my role covers two sides. One is to embed equality, diversity and inclusion into the workplace through our processes, policies, practices to ensure that the organising committee and those who are delivering the games absolutely take that on board and put that through their their operational plans. And then the other side is um, the community engagement team sits within my remit alongside uh, safeguarding as well. So that whole length and breadth of what EDI and means is is within my team and my remit, which is a huge um, area to cover. But it's everyone's responsibility to ensure that EDI is driven throughout all that we're doing and links back into uh, what we've said, it's the games for everyone, which everyone will play a role in delivering those games in an inclusive and accessible way. So look, I think uh, Donna, what you've said there around EDI and the focus you bring on the games is, is really quite impressive actually. It's something that really does front run what as business we think about. Now, you lead by example in a lot of these areas, whether it be, for example, in the area of safeguarding, where actually that's something that's probably rising up the agenda, but I know is so high on the agenda for the Commonwealth Games. And I do think sport plays a really important role in bringing things to the fore that, you know, maybe haven't been talked about as much in the past. And that actually is really quite exciting because it gives us a chance to challenge ourselves in the business community as to the things that we should should be doing. And actually, I'd, I'd love to hear a bit more about that safeguarding area, actually. Well, it's, it is the first Games to even have an EDI head of or even make sure that there is a role and a team in place to cover off equality, diversity, inclusion. And it's also the first to have a safeguarding lead as well. 
Um, it's important for us as a game to ensure that anyone from any role that they play in these games, whether you're an official, uh, a coach, uh, an athlete, a uh, volunteer, that you do feel safe. And, and we create that safe environment as well. So our safeguarding lead has done a huge amount of work working with the individual functional areas to educate because, of course, sometimes when you hear the word safeguarding, it's, oh, my goodness, this is a nightmare. Um, what, what do I do? Panic stations. And it's not the case. It's about awareness. And uh, calling out our, our safeguarding lead has worked so closely with these functional areas to, to not it be deemed as a, a bad word. But it's that awareness so they feel comfortable that if they do see something that isn't quite right, that they have the tools and the skills to really address it in an ideal way. And of course, with the safeguarding team supporting that individual as well. But that just doesn't happen in sport. We know safeguarding is is a big, a big topic at the moment throughout sport. However, it also works in, in corporate as well. And Donna, just before we started recording, you were talking about some top tips for leadership teams within businesses to think around that whole EDI agenda. And you're talking about some of the values that you think about and that you embed across everything that you do. Can you touch on that a little bit for our listeners? Yeah, no, it's most definitely. So we've adopted the Freddie model, uh, which was developed by the National Centre for Diversity. And in fact, that Freddie model is an acronym, which is fairness, respect, equality, diversity, inclusion and engagement. And we've literally put that. That's the golden thread. And, and, and it's a nice way to to really relay what we mean through that. And it is it has to be a fair environment. We respect one another. Equality has to be exercised throughout diversity. We embrace that and what Birmingham brings in terms of that diversity. Inclusion is key, uh, especially through decision making. And then, of course, that engagement side, which is what we're we're adopting through our community engagement program. So that can be almost lifted and dropped as a blueprint through any organisation, especially when it comes to individuals and how you're doing it. So in terms of tips for leadership, most organisations like yourselves will have your own values. But what does that really look like? How do you bring that to life and giving uh, the individuals in that organisation the ownership? But primarily, those behaviours need to be led by leadership. And that commitment to drive an EDI agenda is really key. So it's easy to play lip service to EDI saying, yeah, we're doing great things. But what are you actually doing? How is that linked back into the overarching strategy as well? And showing that commitment and talking about it almost like it's second nature. It shouldn't be an add-on. Um, and as I said, uh, Birmingham 2022 is the first games to have uh, some, these departments in place to make sure that it is fully embedded. I think that's something that will really resonate with our listeners. And I really like that point there of just making this an everyday thing. So you were talking earlier about, you know, thinking through what's the experience of if you've got people in the office and people working hybrid and how do you integrate some of those values and just your everyday days of working as well to really bring that to life for people's everyday experience. Um, Carl, the other point that occurs to me here is the sort of focus and commitment to creating spaces where people really feel safe to be themselves and bring their best is also a really huge benefit to attracting and retaining diverse workforces. Can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, and I think actually just to build on this creating safe places and and actually bringing values to life, as Donna's just said. One of the things we've focused a lot on over recent years is, is mental health. And we created a, a strong mental health advocates network, of which I'm I'm one of them. But but that 
creating a, a safe environment for people to be able to have those conversations that they need to have to make sure they feel safe, secure, but also offer up an environment in which they can talk to some of the challenges that they, they may be facing. Not so that we can then solve those for them, because that's not our job, but actually to think about how we can then give them the support that they need. And that's all within the interest of trying to help businesses get the most from their employee base whilst protecting them at the same time. And I think that plays into them thinking about how you take that into the broader skills and development agenda. And a lot of what the games is really bringing, what you're looking for is that diverse, rich tapestry of talent coming into an organization. And, and across the UK, across our regional practice, you know, we have very many different people coming into the organization from very different walks of life. And all of them bring very different dimensions to them. And, and I think that's in part what the Games is also really highlighting and we're trying to bring out in Birmingham. You know, by, by playing and sponsoring into that Commonwealth Games as we are, we've really focused on that communities and engaging with schools because we're looking to work with the, the local communities to really bring to life the opportunities that are available to them. And that's why the Commonwealth Games for us has been such a great catalyst for our local communities. And it's been such a great engaging event for all of our people to get involved in. That was an excellent opportunity to introduce that other real area of passion and success that we've seen from the Games, as you say, that community engagement point. And, and Donna, the Games have been a real success story for this. So it'd be great to hear a little bit more about how you approach that. Yes, um, when I when I started this role, I felt that, of course, EDI is really important, but community is is what will make the games uh, a success. Uh, and we've done a huge amount of engagement in the community. The team have gone out and about uh, delivering roadshows, going into community hubs, going into actual communities and talking to individuals who lead on the work that's already there. And I think that was really key for us is not having to reinvent the wheel or create something new, but working with the community so they feel part of something and the delivery of the games. Of course, we haven't got everything right. It is a small team. We haven't been able to get out to everyone, but we've done our, our utmost best to do so, especially working with uh, the communities uh, of uh, social deprivation and where there's lack of physical activity as well, because, of course, this is a sporting event, a multi-sport event where some communities haven't seen or even heard of some of the sports or have access full stop to some of these sports. So we've gone out to these communities to share the sports. You know, it's almost like a, a have a go approach. And, and of course, it's not just about participation because we've got the volunteering program so people can get involved in different ways. Um, but I always use the, uh, the, the quote done by Nelson Mandela, you know, sport can bring, is, has the power to change the world. And it certainly does that. And the community engagement team is definitely using that quote to leverage the engagement of, of communities. It's just really important for us to get that visibility of the games and how it benefits the individuals, both from a jobs and skills perspective, but also that participation, because hopefully Birmingham will host further um, um, multi-sporting activities in the future. And this is a blueprint. Of course, we'll want us to, to deliver the best games, but you never know we are a blueprint and things can can improve on, on future activities that happen here in this great city 
the vision that you've just articulated, Donna, around you know that focus that the games has had around purpose, around equality, around community. That that's that's exactly why we as an organisation really wanted to work alongside yourselves because that that focus on purpose, that focus on social value, is something that is increasing in prominence in in business. You know, we know that in the government sector, for example, social value is something that is incorporated into every single piece of work that is that is now done. But importantly, we know it's something that our staff and other stakeholders see as fundamentally important. You know, that that emphasis on purpose, doing the right thing, in feeling like they're doing work that makes a difference is the thing that is starting to attract and retain talent. And so it's an important business component as we move forward as well. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a, again, another first for us is to, to really have a huge focus on social value. Uh, and the person who's led on that has done a huge amount of work really to show the commitment that we have to sustainability, health and well-being, inclusivity, even human rights, which again taps into the safeguarding areas and also that local benefit. So that whole social value charter is playing a big part from a legacy perspective of the games. I think it's it's fair to say, isn't it, Donna, that actually trying to deliver on that degree of commitment is uh, is a is a bit of a challenge. You know, you've got the commitment around the community side, but you've also got the ambition to create the first carbon neutral games. You put all of those things together, is a huge amount there to deliver. And of course, the time that you've had here has been somewhat shortened as a result of various different external events. So it's really pretty impressive what's been achieved. Definitely, Carl. I think people do often forget how short a time we've had, but what we've delivered to date has been phenomenal. And I'm not one to brag, but most games do have a lot longer than ourselves. But we put ourselves out there. We were committed to deliver an inclusive and accessible games. And we're definitely en route to do that. You know, with, with not too long to go, it's, uh, it's going to be really exciting. But we're committed and it's not just about the games, which is what we're saying. It's what happens after which is just as important i thought donna at the end we should come to you for some top tips on how you've been able to achieve or everything you've achieved in the in that very short time scale as you say um but carl can we just have a think about from a client perspective of what we're seeing at pwc what are some of the questions that our clients are coming to us with around the whole dei agenda so i think where it probably is striking organizations most is as they start to look through the complexity of their supply chains and supply chains have really come to the fore in the last few months uh, off the back of uh, the various challenges we're having across the globe but but that not just supply chain in terms of delivery but what is happening in the supply chain more broadly whether that be around the inclusivity or the diversity of businesses operating in the supply chain, the appropriateness of wages uh, that is happening around the world, some of the impacts and challenges as to the working environments that, that people are working in. You know, that is just continuing to go up the agenda. And we're getting asked more and more questions alongside that when we're thinking about ESG strategies for organizations. People often go to the E of ESG, which is clearly important, and that's a key part of that carbon neutrality that the games is delivering. But actually, that S of ESG 
continues to build in terms of prominence as well. And that's really making sure we get the social aspects right. And it is largely through that supply chain where people are really quite interested because it's hard to get under the skin of it. I think our listeners would agree with that one. So this seems like a good time to help them with that by providing some advice that they can take away and start really putting into action. So Donna, what would your really practical tips be for business leaders looking to replicate some of this passion and focus in their own inclusion or ESG commitments? Yeah, there, there's quite a few, depending on how long we've got. No, I'm, I'm only kidding. I'll keep it brief. I think um, the, that golden thread or that term that I've used um, several times already is that that commitment and understanding what the purpose is of the, the organisation from the outset. And once you've set that vision and know the why, it's really important to bring everyone and galvanise together to work towards that, that commitment. As I said, everyone plays a role in delivering that vision so leadership has a a huge task of relaying that communicating it and making it easy for people to understand how it relates to them to be able to support that vision Um, so it, it, it sounds quite simple but sometimes we can get lost there's so many things going on especially in the news it's easy to divert but it's that huge focus on what you want to achieve, especially around, for us, obviously, it's mentioned, Carl, Carl's already mentioned around um, our carbon neutral legacy, our inclusivity and accessibility. Those key words are easy for people to understand, but how can that be articulated into everyone's everyday work? And that's the difficult bit. So if it can be articulated in a way that everyone across an organisation can really understand and drive that, it, it will be a success. That's great advice. Thank you, Donna. And Carl, what about you from your perspective for business? Well, I think I would build on what Donna said there really around the vision, but maybe switch it slightly to how you bring the purpose of an organisation to life through this. And and one of the things we hear a lot about is is purpose statements and what an organisation is for. But I think what leaders can really do is try and help their people and other stakeholders, you know, customers, investors really understand what does the purpose really mean really bring it to life for people and that needs leaders to lead from the front in really demonstrating what it means to be delivering on the purpose that they are stating and that can be through quite small interactions on a day-to-day basis but sometimes some quite big statements where you're making a real uh, notice out into the market as to what you are doing in a certain area And so I think that purpose piece linked with the vision, as Donna talked about, you bring the two of those together and I think you've got something very compelling. Great point, Carl. So that draws us to the close of another In Conversation With episode of our Business in Focus podcast. Thanks so much, Donna and Carl, for taking part. You can follow the games via birmingham2022.com and find out more about our support via pwc.co.uk forward slash B2022. And of course, thank you to everyone for listening. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with future episodes. Thanks, everyone. And please tune in again soon.